Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Geek Town Radio podcast. Uh, I'm away on holiday this week, so I didn't want to leave you with uh, nothing to listen to. So I've put together a little interview, which is with James Parnell, who is supervising sound editor and re-recording mixer from Monkeyland Audio. There's a couple of projects he's been working on recently. One is the Hulu show Pen15, uh, which hasn't actually aired over here, but he's uh, quite interesting, quite funny. I've seen a couple of uh, bits and pieces on it. It's a comedy set in a middle school by uh, Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle, who, despite the fact they're in their sort of 30s, star as 13-year-old versions of themselves as outcasts in the year 2000, uh, surrounded by actual 13-year-olds in the show. It's really strange, very, very funny. Hopefully we'll get it over here at some point. Nobody's picked it up yet as far as we know, but uh, it's definitely one to look out for. The other thing James has been working on is The Perfect Date, which you may have heard of and uh, seen on Netflix. It's a movie. As you might remember a few weeks ago, Netflix started releasing top 10 lists of shows that are airing and films that are airing in the UK. And uh, Perfect Date was in the top 10 list for on the week it was released. So uh, I know there's probably quite a lot of people that have seen it. That follows a character called Brooke Rattigan through his last months of high school, where in a bid to be able to afford tuition for Yale University, develops an app which makes him a stand-in for girls needing dates for various things like prom and stuff. It's a really funny, really interesting idea. It's a really funny, funny film if you've not seen it. It's called Perfect Date. It's on Netflix. Uh, And James worked on that as well. So we talk a bit about that work, talk a bit about some other projects he's got coming up, uh, more stuff for Netflix, including a thing with Dolly Parton, which is sounds absolutely fascinating and he's also got a film with William Shatner coming up as well so we talk about all that in the interview he was a lovely guy really interesting to talk to so um, here's the interview with James and I'll do some air dates as well at the end how are you doing it's ridiculously early over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was 822 um, yeah good good and, and thanks again um, for, uh, for taking the time to do this really appreciate it no no problem at all before we get into the show should we do a little bit of background you're a supervising sound editor and re-recording mixer for people that haven't heard us interviewing people with that job before do you just want to explain what that is yeah for sure so um, uh, two very different jobs um, but very closely related uh, supervising sound 
program manager is kind of uh, what the title describes. It's it's a job in post-production where you're a supervisor of a sound editorial team. So um, basically that means that you're the direct contact with the client who might be a director or producer or both. And you uh, are in charge of basically taking their vision, their sonic vision for their film, relaying that information to your sound editorial team, like uh, a dialogue mixer, sound effects mixer, background editor, sound effects editor, dialogue editor, Foley editor. And then you're responsible for taking all of the those elements, those units, as we call them, and compiling them together and providing them to the re-recording mixer, whose job it is to basically take all that wonderful editorial and distill it to its, I don't want to say simplest form, but but um, most sonically pleasing form, um, which sometimes means muting some of that information where there's a double up in sound effects and Foley or or blending them together using EQ and reverb and presenting a, you know, a, a mix that is yeah, sonically pleasing. Okay, cool. So how did you get into that in the first place? <laughs> Basically, I was, I was in, I, I grew up in Canada. Um, I was doing a, an undergraduate degree in political science. Wasn't really enjoying it. Um, I was playing in bands at the time and started recording my band um, and then found out that I enjoyed recording more than I, <laughs> than I enjoyed political science and, and kind of playing in the band itself and playing live. So yeah, I, I got into it that way. I did a college degree in Canada and then um, I actually flew over to Edinburgh and did a, a master's oh. degree over in Edinburgh. Oh, cool. Lived in London. Yeah, lived in London for two years and did uh, some work in television there. So. Nice, nice. Edinburgh is a great city to, to hang out in as well, particularly as a student. That must be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. So the the two projects really you've been doing most recently, Perfect Date, which is a movie you can go and watch on Netflix right now, which is a sort of romantic comedy. I, this is a great concept for a thing. It's a, basically a guy that creates an app to hire himself out as a stand-in date for girls that want dates to go places like yeah, homecoming yeah. and stuff which is a great idea for that and the other one is uh, pen 15 which is again is another high school kind of comedy but it's very much different i would say to the other one yeah two very different projects yeah it was um i actually i think pen 15 is in middle school so they're they're the yeah. two girls who directed their 13 year old version of their 31 year old child yes um, which is uh, just a, a really interesting idea and that that also with uh, pen 15 set in 2000 as well so you're kind of going back in time for that um when you're finding sounds and putting stuff together for something like that you'd think with them both being high school or middle school you know school related shows you'd think there are are quite a lot of similarities between the two but i guess the fact that one of them is set in 2000 makes quite a big difference to the sort of soundscape you're creating yeah yeah absolutely um i mean especially in terms of like sounds of being in the classroom like in the perfect day there wasn't much in classroom stuff there's a montage scene where, where noah the main character was um in a classroom but for the majority of it it was it was based around his kind of being stuck a school was kind of finishing up and he he knew he wanted to go to an ivy league school right and he was working uh, like a dead-end job at his local sub shop and he you know he, he was aspiring for more so there wasn't a lot of like in school stuff um it was more so like developing the sounds of the app and stuff like that but you're, you're absolutely right it, like the, even though the, the shows are based like in high schools or, or the characters are high school age uh, they are completely different sounds uh, you know uh, the best the best thing I can do to describe it is one of the episodes of 1015 takes place on AOL instant messenger like entirely and all of those sounds had to be had to yeah we had to we had to download like a sound pack and because uh, like you know nobody has that program anymore it's like, yeah. from ages so so we had, you know, we had to we had to do that. Another episode takes place where 
the one of the main girls, Maya, is communicating with her father, who's on the road. He's a drummer on the road, and uh, she's communicating via fax machine. So we had to implement all of those period piece sounds, if you will. Yeah, um, it sounds I, weird referring to something from the 2000s as a period piece. I, I've had this conversation with people before where they're, they're referring to like costuming a period drama, and it's set in the 90s. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it is, uh, but the, it is, I mean, you know, it's like maybe 2000, it's almost 20 years ago. So, you know, one thing I did notice with quite a lot of the uh, Pen15 stuff is one of the way the music's actually edited together. There's quite a lot of points where the music just seems to stop. And, it, yeah. you know, th- th- was, was that, that's a sort of conscious decision. Where did that direction come from? It sort of stops when somebody asks a question or, or throws something at them. It's sort of, so I guess the music feels like it's sort of in their head and then somebody snaps them out of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think like, like a conventional style of, of kind of like punchy yeah. comedy where you have this like huge needle drop, like on the first day of school for Penn 15, which I think is in the trailer, we have this huge needle drop in this American band named Lit and um, called My Own Worst Enemy. And it's about the awkward entrance of these two girls into their middle school years. And then all of a sudden, this, this guy on rollerblades jumps right in front of them and we just cut, the, cut yeah. the song off. And I think that happens a couple of times in the perfect date as well. But yeah, it seems, I mean, it's sometimes it's the direct, I mean, it just comes from the director's wishes, which which uh, actually takes place in the um, picture editing bay. So he'll, he'll be with his picture editor and they'll drop that, that music piece in. They'll say, oh, I want it to stop here. And then they'll export their kind of um, sound timeline to us is kind of a rough guide of, okay, these are where the music ins and outs are. Um, and we'll manage it from our point of view and, and just finesse the edits and make sure that they're, they're punchier or, or more punchy than the picture editors can do. Yeah. Uh, and other times we'll get completely newly supplied music from a music supervisor via music editor and the music editor will give us their music pro tools uh, session and uh, it'll have new songs, but the edits will mimic what was in the original director's video edit. Yeah. Was it quite, nost- I don't know how old you are, but was it quite nostalgic working on a show <laughs> like that for you? Yes. I, I literally, I, the very first thing, it was, it was weird. You know, I, when I met mine, Anna, we sat in a small five, one room where we usually do spotting sessions, which are the, the sessions where we ha- give the directors the chance to watch the material and think about it from a sound perspective and kind of give us their, their like wish list of, of things that they want and uh, elements of, of sound that they want to incorporate and hey can we clean this bit of dialogue up and all that stuff and the very first thing i did is like when i hit play we were like 10 minutes in and i turned around and i was like i like hit pause i was like guys i, gra- I graduated high school in 2003 this is like completely i remember everything about that and it was <laughs> super it was, it was like eerie but in a beautiful way you know it was a yeah, yeah. going on to uh, the perfect date. I mean, as, as you mentioned there, one of the th- main things in that is is the app, the standing app, which is the thing that he uses to get these uh, the, the the girls to kind of hire him to do for these dates. Yeah. How did you approach creating the sounds for that? I can't take credit for the sound on that. That's um, uh, so I was the re-recording mixer on the project. So so Ray Park, who's a fantastic sound designer and sound effects editor, um, was the guy who designed those sounds, but um, the direction was that they wanted it to sound modern. They wanted this to sound, you know, like a regular app that you, you would use on your phone. Um, it wasn't to make the app, um, how should I say, uh, like every single button you had, had a, every single button yeah. you hit had a sound associated with it. it. It was more so like, when do we need it? So for instance, like midway through Murph, his, his best friend who developed the app for him, um, shows in it and we have there's a little like uh, a bitmoji version of Noah in the bottom left corner 
and the, the bitmoji is there and I think his arm is moving but there's no sound associated with it but later on he views the phone and there's the same kind of movement from the character and we associate sound with it just because there's movement on screen so it was it was, it was being tasteful with, with the amount of sounds that we put in and that was actually a challenge in itself because we were getting updated VFX on the phone as we were mixing so right. you know, day by day as we were you know hitting the mix stage we'd have a new version of the reel we'd throw it in and it would be like oh this reel has VFX from the phone and then we'd have to go and retime and it was we were retiming those sound effects up until the, the very date of, of printing the mix so, wow yeah that's the thing where you're muttering in your breath stop changing things <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 or like going to sleep and being like okay I wonder what what's on the docket for tomorrow you know, yeah. be spending 30 minutes an hour retiming you know? yeah crazy out of the sort of job that you do it's one of those things that is is almost supposed to be kind of invisible in the film you know you yeah. if it's standing out too much you've probably not quite done your job right it does, which is a weird yeah. sort of situation to be in it's the same with some of the cgi work i guess so what would you say is the most surprising fact about your job that people might find interesting uh i've got to watch what i say here i guess um <laughs> so, so firstly you're absolutely right it's like the, the one thing that'll take you out of the movie is bad you know, is, is, is bad sound it's like the very first thing um and people just take it for granted like when they see a huge spaceship fly across the screen it's like oh well obviously that sound was recorded on set you know it's like yeah, yeah obviously people know but at the same time it's done so well and so smoothly and effortless, effortlessly by the big boys in the industry that, that it's like it's you know people just take it for granted how much work goes into it but I think the, the most surprising or interesting thing would be maybe the, the hours the late hours like it's uh, <laughs> you know it's a, for example like it's not uncommon to go a week of work where you're working like 12, 15, 16 hours a day. But um, from a kind of a fun point of view, like I guess when you supervise the ADR sessions, getting to meet the talent um, right. in, in real life, you know, it's sometimes they're exactly who you expect them to be just based on their on-screen personality. <laughs> but then other times it's completely normal or yeah, uh, completely crazy. It's, yeah, so like I, you know, that's kind of nice in a way. You're kind of surprised, and 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 people are for the most part, very, you know, very genuine and very loving people. So it's, yeah, it's a yeah. great industry to work in. ADR, for those people that don't know, is, is when they, the actors come in and revoice bits that maybe hadn't got picked up properly at the at the time. That's basically it. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a really funny interview on uh, TV over here recently where Daniel Radcliffe was talking about how much he loves doing ADR things and they think he's all mad because everybody else hates doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently Donald Sutherland is like, uh, he's like a master at ADR. <laughs> and and Kiefer is just like his father. Apparently, I've never met him. Never, well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that that would be great. Well, hopefully they'll bring twenty four back at some point, and maybe you'll get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. A couple of other things you you've worked on. You worked a bit on Get Out. That was his assistant sound editor on that, weren't you? That was with Trevor Gates, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it was because we interviewed Trevor a few a uh, few episodes ago. Actually, uh, we interviewed Trevor for for oh, that. So, oh, great. The two things we're talking about are comedies, really, at the moment, uh, of various sorts. But I mean, you've done a lot of things that are are more the on the horror side. You did you worked on the Scream series and and something like Get Out and a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you have a preference for working on on the horror over or, or the the comedy, or is it nice to just have a big mix of stuff? Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a big mix. I mean, the Scream series and and Get Out were amazing opportunities, and I 
I was I was just a young pop at the time. I, I kind of still am, but um, you know, I was an assistant sound editor at that time. But um, but they were tremendous projects, and it, it was cool to see, especially for Get Out. I mean, that, I, I, like I can only imagine what Trevor Plus was like during that time because it was just yeah. rolling conform after rolling conform, which is when we'll be mixing on the mix stage. Trevor will be in the middle of editing uh, reels of, of sound for the film together, and then they'll deliver a new picture, which will necessitate us completely retiming our sound edit. So <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, it was literally da- daily we'd be getting new reels of film. So, um, wow. and, and they completely reshot the intro. Um, there, was, there used to be a different intro to that movie. Like, it was still um, character gets kidnapped the beginning of the movie it was just it was the exact same shot but just a different look and a different feel and uh, very similar lines of dialogue but different so little things like that tremendous amount of effort but no I I I love working on a mixed bag of things Um, I think it keeps you sharp in in, in terms of kind of your bag of tricks that you can pull out and yeah I look forward to working on more genres and different genres like action and thrillers and stuff like that yeah what one of the upcoming projects you've got on your IMDB page where you're you're actually working as the the re-recording mixer uh the it's a thing for Dolly Parton called Heartstrings um yeah that sounds like a fascinating idea because it's it's basically it's an anthology series that is sort of based around the songs and the inspirations behind some of Dolly Parton's most beloved songs which I think is a fascinating idea I'm guessing you're dealing with her music as as well when you're mixing that how is that project to work on that project's awesome it's i'd be careful i want to say on it because it's obviously not yeah, out yet it's not out yet definitely the original but uh but no uh it's it's amazing uh all the music all the scores is being recorded in in five one at capital records i'm receiving um you know i think like 20 music stems two banks of 10 five one music stems there's like orchestral and like harps and all this stuff and then we're also receiving Dolly Parton's music for the show. So like each episode, as you said, is based around one of her songs, but the, the story, the body of the show is, is a fictional story that kind of uh, puts the, the, the viewer in the headspace that Dolly Parton might've been in when she wrote the song. So, yeah. And it kind of like sews together the, the lyrics or details of the song itself. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just the, the caliber of, of, of musician, you can hear it in the recordings of the, the score. It's all in beautiful five one, so it's it's been mixed before it gets to me, and then I, and my job is to kind of just feather it in and mix it in, you know. So it's uh, it's great, and the production team on it is incredible as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and and that's a Netflix show as well. So hopefully that will uh, we'll get to see that over here as well, which would be great. Yeah, it's supposed to come out. I think actually, I, I shouldn't say, but it's, yeah, it's no, no, don't don't, don't say it. Get you trouble. To the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It says twenty nineteen. So yes, we, we would assume yeah. the end of the year for that. Have you got anything else coming up that you want to talk about or can talk about? <laughs> There's this independent film, but I, I mean, I love the actual plot of the film. It's, it's a William Shatner film. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's a small independent film by a production company called Goff Productions. I'm actually the re-recording mixer on it, and it's called Senior Moment, and it follows William Shatner. As a, a senior resident in a community, he loses his uh, driver's license, which basically takes his ability to move around completely away and he has to end up like taking the bus and stuff and he, he's he's finding himself like aging and his goal through the movie is to get his license back and it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a cute kind of comedy and uh, yeah I, I just having a great time on it so. that sounds great I love William Shatner so that that we want to watch out yeah. for and my usual last two questions first question is what TV shows are you watching at the moment oh my gosh um, Game of Thrones obviously yes uh, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> watching everybody is watching yeah. Game of Thrones right now last <laughs> Tonight with John Oliver, but that's kind of that's not a, that's not a I love show. love <laughs> that show. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, I started rewatching both Kirby Enthusiasm and Seinfeld just because I'm a huge fan of both. 
Um, right. Yeah, and then and then just like odd stuff on Netflix that I find. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> good. And if you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, past, present, or future, not one you've worked on, which show would it be? Oh my gosh! Wow, that's man. <laughs> I could spend all day thinking about this question. Um, there is a really low budget. I don't even know if it was low budget at the time, but it, like this show with Jerry O'Connell called Sliders that was on Canadian television. I don't even I, know. If I remember that show. Yes. Yeah, Sliders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sliders so, was a fabulous <laughs> series. Yeah. 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 It was amazing with uh, Jonathan Reese Davies and, and Jerry O'Connell. And it was, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, I just, I just have very fond memories as a kid watching that. And I can only imagine that the, the sound effects editors and sound designers and mixers had a great time working on it. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. I like that. All right. Yeah. Well, I shall let you get back to your morning. Um, thank you for spending a bit of time to come on and chat through your stuff. It's been really fun. Yeah, David, likewise. Thank you. Hopefully, uh, Pen15 gets picked up and Perfect Date is already out on Netflix. And I'm quite looking forward to the Dolly Parton thing. That sounds fabulous as well. So good luck with everything. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk again some point in the future. Yeah, I'd love that, David. Thanks so much. All right. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. Bye. That was the interview with supervising sound editor and re-recording mixer James Parnell. The perfect date you can see on Netflix. It is up right now. So uh, go and watch that. Pen15 at the moment doesn't have a UK broadcaster, but we'll let you know. Keep an eye on the site. We'll let you know if that pops up somewhere. Here's some highlights for next week on TV. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming up next week on TV, we have Wild Bill, season one of that. This is the um, police dramedy we've been talking about quite a bit. Stars Rob Lowe, yes, that Rob Lowe, in a British comedy. Uh, it's about a high-flying US police chief who's transplanted to Boston in Lincolnshire in the UK. Uh, looks like it's going to be very, very funny, but that's called Wild Bill. Comes to ITV on the 12th of June at 9pm. Uh, there is Absentia, which was brilliant the first season of that. Season two of Absentia stars Tana Katic from Castle. She is uh, back as the FBI agent who was abducted while chasing a serial killer only to be found six years later and then accused of... of uh, being involved in the abduction in the first place. Really good the first season of that, so I'm really interested to see what they do with season two. That's Absentia, that's on Amazon Prime, and that's on the 14th of June. Really, really looking forward to that. Trinkets is a new show coming to Netflix, also on the 14th of June. That's the story of three teens who form an unlikely friendship after meeting in a mandated shoplifters anonymous group. Uh, stars Burani Hildebrand, who you all know as Negasonic Teenage warhead from the movie Deadpool so uh, yes she's amazing as well so uh, worth watching that also on the 14th of June you've got Jessica Jones season 3 the last of the Netflix Marvel series that is arriving then uh, over on Amazon Prime also on the 14th of June we've got Too Old to Die Young which explores the criminal underbelly of Los Angeles following characters existential journeys from killers to samurais 
That stars Miles Teller, who you'll know from Whiplash and Fantastic Four. Sunday, the 16th of June at 8pm, Top Gear returns with an all-new lineup. That's Chris Harris, Paddy McGuinness and Freddie Flintoff now taking over the leads on that. That's the 27th season of Top Gear. That's back on BBC Two on the 16th of June. Superstore, that returns to ITV2 on the 17th of June at 8.30pm for the rest of the fourth season. Uh, Ransom, that returns for its third season on 17th of June over on Universal that's at 9pm and then Ackley Bridge that is back for its third season on Channel 4 that's the multicultural drama set in an academy school that's Channel 4 Ackley Bridge on the 18th of June so that's everything we have for this week uh, we will probably be doing another interview show again next week uh, and then we will be back to normal so uh, I'm just away for a couple of weeks but uh, when we'll be back and we'll be back to a totally normal show we'll probably have Bex on talking about her adventures in Japan we will also be doing some coverage from E3 as well we'll uh, talk through the various games and things that were announced there so uh, that'll be in a couple of weeks for now the website is still being updated so you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week to see all the latest air date info if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown, and on Instagram at Geektown UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.